0: Recovery Talks, a podcast from changing lives.
1: Right then, welcome everyone to the Recovery Talks podcast. My name is is Andy, well we know each other, we've been, a, um, I think I've mentioned this now, on, on many podcasts, this is series three now, um, so yeah, welcome. If you're if you're in the evening, if you're at home, if it's the morning, if you're travelling to work, if you're sitting at home listening to this, I hope you're well. Um, really looking forward to today's podcast. Joining me on today's podcast, I have got Jimmy and Angela from the Road to Recovery Trust, uh, as mentioned in the intro there. Um, so before we begin, and we 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 try and stick as much as we can to to our our agenda, our questions. Um, I think a quick intro would be fantastic. So. Uh, Jimmy, do you want to say a bit about yourself?
2: Yeah, hi there, Andy. Thanks for that. Uh, yeah, my name's Jimmy, and I'm uh, currently operations manager here at uh, George Street Social, which is uh, a village that's run by the Rotary Recovery Trust. Um, I mean, I suppose what you could call long-term recovery. Myself, I don't know if I'm if I'm an old timer yet. I don't know what old timer means, but uh, you know, I'm in my thirteenth year of of constant uh, stable recovery. You know, and uh, before I came on board as a, as the operations manager, I, I was a trustee for a couple of years and a volunteer for a a couple of years before that. I think it was probably just a natural progression that I came into this post. So, you know, that's why I'm here today.
1: Oh, thanks for that, Jimmy. Really appreciate it. Yeah. um, We'll we'll, we'll probably not try and get into the long term, old time, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, But absolutely. Yeah. Um, And really looking forward to hearing some of your thoughts on today's conversation. Um, And thanks for joining us. Uh, Angela, would you like to say a bit about yourself?
0: Well, I'm Angela. I've been um, working for the Road to Recovery Trust since November, and more recently, just um, was lucky enough to get the posters. Projects Development Manager, um, but I've been coming to George Street Social for years, as and <laughs> know about the building. So, yeah, it just I just ended up here too, a bit like Jimmy. <laughs>
1: it sounds like some kind of spiritual like gravitation it's like i'm here i'm meant to be here this is this is what it's meant to be so yeah absolutely um sounds for not and again um like like i say i think one of the things standing out to me is that experience and that connection um so really looking forward to um to chatting today and on on all the podcasts, really, we usually do this kind of frame of reference thing where we talk about like kind of what is recovery um, and what this means to people. But I think what's what's really fascinating today, and I think maybe would be of added value as well, because if I'm honest, something that really um, is a want for, for me today is, is for people to know that you're there, that that, that space is there, that the, you're really embedded in the community. So that, you know, as often is the case, of course, you know, we want to make change to as many people's lives as possible and help people as much as we can. But if one person listening to this kind of pops in, makes connections um, and gets some kind of support that's needed, it would be amazing. So as part of that first question, I suppose uh, it'd be great if you could say a little bit about George Street Social as well and kind of what it is and what it does and you know what it's become in the community. I wonder if that's possible at all.
0: Well, um, I was going to say, so there's lots of services out there that will get you well or, you know, s- sort of um, rehab and that those sort of services but I think what we are is we keep people well so people get in recovery and hopefully stay in it and that's where we are we come in really we have a lot of um stuff going on here at um George Street Social um that facilitates that
1: I, absolutely yeah and I um you, you probably both of you I'll give you a heads up on this one Um, Because, like I say, when we record these podcasts, I have the—I'm in the fortunate place of all of us really can see each other on screen, and I'm going to be—I'm going to be nodding, nodding away here, nodding away because it's—I—I totally agree with what you said there, Angela. I always felt that I I got some phenomenal support in helping me kind of understand early early doors about what was happening for me. The sustaining of the change in my life was very difficult, and I proved on numerous occasions because I kind of gone. I've reverted back to my relationship with substances a lot, and it was that kind of how do how do I get that 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 kind of su- sustained approach and how do I connect with that support as well was always the question. And I think a- absolutely picking up on what you were saying there, it's how do we do that then? What does that look like? And that's where places like George Street Social come in real community connecting places. Um, so, yeah, totally agree. I don't know if you'd add anything to that. See, so yeah, I'm ra- I'm rambling on it. I feel like I'm pitching for you here. Um, Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy, shut me up, Jimmy.
2: Yeah, so, so Andy, I mean, you know, that sort of Angela hit the nail on the head, you know, the, the building itself is run by the Roads of Recovery Trust and it's called George Street Social. So I think that social word gives it away what we're all about. You know, it's, uh, you know, whether we are, a, you know, whether we're a cafe, whether we're a community hub, a recovery centre, it doesn't really matter what people want to call us. What we are is we're a safe place for people in early recovery and long-term recovery to be. Uh, I think, you know, the the best way we can describe it is that we're a facility, we're an organisation that helps people sustain and maintain recovery. Uh, Like Angela said earlier on, there's there's plenty of organisations out there who help people get into recovery. But, you know, sometimes I feel, you know, especially Newcastle, once people are in in recovery, some of the boxes have been ticked and they sort of get forgotten about. So, you know, the beauty of our place is that, just because somebody's, you know, you know, maybe is a week, a month, or a year sober, it it a clean. It, it doesn't necessarily mean that they've got the life back on track fully. So, I think the facility we can offer here is a safe place. I mean, Angela uses a lovely term, a brave place for for people to come, and you know, our recovery community can can mix with you know people from the college, local businessmen, uh, tradesmen who pull up in the van outside. They get a cup of tea and of course you know we have a policy here of, 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 of full, full inclusion so you know we have people that come along here and and still you know with a couple of years clean and sobriety time behind them they're still you know the finances aren't in order so we have a couple of schemes going where if people haven't got any money to to buy a drink or a sandwich we'll have special code words that they can use uh, so that takes away the stigma and it takes away the shame and the embarrassment so so really what it is i, I think it's a it's like a one-stop shop for people in recovery and of course when you have the people with longer term recovery coming along as well it's just a nice place to be some of the conversations that you walk past in here are, are magnificent really inspiring you know so you know i, I mean th- i think I, I think that's why i love being here i love just being part of what goes on yeah
1: yeah oh I, I, you know sometimes i hear like hearing you both there is like and that'll do it for the podcast this week that, that, <laughs> you've nailed it that's absolutely because I'm sitting listening to you and I think, again, what's what's really resonating with me. And it's it's so beautiful to hear you both straight away start talking about people and life chances and what needs to happen in your life. And those wider areas, as opposed to here's a space you can come to make sure you don't drink or here's a space you can come to make sure you're not using drugs. Here's a, You know, so we're, we're totally away from that whole notion that this is about drugs or alcohol or, or gambling or, you know, whatever is happening for people. and and both of you like straight away in the podcast are are right into that space of this is about you as a person and believe me if you start to get some of those those bits in places for you you'll feel better about you you'll you'll feel better within your family your life chances will improve you'll kind of have that skip skip in your step and like you're saying there jimmy you'll start to hear those wonderful things won't you in the conversations where it starts to to work out for people you know and change um and i love that i think and that takes me to that that I suppose the question I usually ask people is is kind of well, what is recovery then? you know that 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 usual definition because you've got this amazing space and it and it's a lovely space, but not minimizing as well the connections within the community outside of that. Um, but then there's that that kind of notion. Would you agree with me there that that's what we're talking about here in recovery? We're not really talking about substances. We're talking about people,
0: yeah, because you you can be. You cannot be using or your drug of choice or behavior of choice, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're in recovery. Because <laughs> you can, your your life doesn't just get better overnight. I think that is a bit of a myth that you know you stop using your, your drug of choice or you stop behaving, you know, compulsive behaviors or all that kind of stuff. It actually gets a little bit worse. <laughs> so you know, nobody, and that's not to say don't get in recovery, because obviously it's stopped what that thing that you do to make your life better has stopped working for you. So you need to find something else. And in recovery, you've still got to deal with that thing that made you use or behave in that way in the first place. And I think, you know, people get better with other people. (laughs) And, you know, they do better when they're not alone. And that's what here is, you know, there's people who understand your struggles, there's no well people know there's no judgment you can you can feel that when you walk through the door you can feel the atmosphere and mm. you know even if you just sitting here and not doing anything like reading or anything it's just a space everyone needs that place to go where it feels comfortable
1: yeah yeah absolutely and, and I suppose it's just something that I would love to draw attention to there and I think just the way that you've, that you've, you've pulled that together there Angela was amazing in that if anybody is listening to this, and particularly if you're listening to this, thinking, "Do you know what I? I need to take a look at my relationship with with substances, with alcohol, with gambling, whatever it whatever it is out there," um, I think that's really important. And whilst it's probably not 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 like a carpet statement for everyone, but things can feel not as great to start with, or even, like you say, get a little bit worse because I'm no longer using that thing to regulate myself or to 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 dis- dissociate or desensitize. I always, yeah. Um, Again, I'm I'm, I'm sitting. I'm going to to be careful here because I think I could just shut up, sit and listen now because um, that totally resonates with me. I I thought that if that stopped, everything was going to be okay. I, I, I I, at that time, I didn't have the the insight, um, and I'd not been around enough people with that insight to say that that was just a thing that happened for you. That was like an activity in your life because of maybe something else, Mm -hmm. and that something else is still there. But we can do it. We can absolutely do it, and. As you mentioned there, that's where the being around others is important. Because, and it frustrated me to high Evan, but I used to know someone who said, well, Andy, if you go away and solve this one yourself, you know, you come up with the same answer, won't you? And where that's got you. I thought, look, stop minimising me, you know, I'm smarter than this, but the evidence didn't look like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't, do, you, do you agree with that, Jimmy?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what, I think, Andy, you know, that there was a, a saying that was going around a, a little while ago that, Uh, you know the the opposite of addiction isn't clean or or sober it's it's connection and and I think that's what uh that's what George can offer here connection and you know I I think you were mentioning what uh what does recovery mean what is recovery so for me you know I mean I I, I came into 12-step recovery alcoholics anonymous that that's my fellowship it's no secret I'm very proud of it uh but you know for 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 a, for a, for a period of time uh, you know i was sort of guided that that was what recovery was and of course since you know over the last few years i've been working in the recovery community And I believe that recovery, the word recovery is a much bigger word. It's, you know, to me, uh, you know, if if I met somebody that was going to somewhere else, I would I would try and sell them on 12 step recovery. I would I would try and say, look, this is what you need to do. And now I realize I, I, I don't have the right or the knowledge or the or the wisdom to do that. So, you know. The way I work it now is if somebody comes to me and says, I'm in recovery, I just say, great, that's fantastic. I don't question what their recovery looks like. I don't question how they do it, because I think recovery can be just as personal as what the addiction can be. So, you know, again, recovery uh, for me, yes, 12 step. and, And that's why the Road to Recovery Trust was set up back in 2010 or 11. It was set up as a 12 step facilitation charity. Thankfully, now, me and Angela, and with, with our board behind us, we're getting away from that. So, you know, we're now not just a 12-step facilitation charity. We we have other organisations coming in here. Uh, you know, organisations maybe that at one point wouldn't have been welcomed in here. And now we're, we're actively inviting them in because, again, recovery is recovery. And I think even we need to i need to get away from recovery just being from addiction off a drink recovery can be from anything if somebody suffered some trauma or turmoil in their life and they're trying to turn their life around well then to me they're in recovery and because we are the road to recovery trust we have a duty we have a responsibility to provide something for them and somewhere for them to be Mm, that's
1: absolutely yeah Yeah, yes something i've been saying for years when um like you say, the support that I got from Mutual Aid, but Mutual Aid is everywhere, you know. Um, it fascinated me once talking to someone who was part of a Mutual Aid group around cancer survivors, and the support they got to make sense and meaning of everything after the traumatic events that they'd been through was phenomenal. But everything they were saying rang so true. Of my experience, it was like, this is, it's a people thing, isn't it? And um, and something I would point out, and this is absolutely, you know, um, the, the the trumpet out of the box, blowing it on, on, on full is, I, 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 I know what you mean there, Jimmy, where people were talking about, you know, that, that kind of connection is the antidote um, to addiction. What's really important, and I think, you know, and anyone listening to this, if you are, um, please kind of take a look around you, maybe where you live or, or in the areas and figure out how this looks. But the road to recovery trust is the how bit, because I think lots of people talk about connection being that kind of antidote, but then don't then go on to talk about the how. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and you guys are the how this is how it happens and that's really important because otherwise we have a philosophy that doesn't then really gain that traction that's needed and um, from being at george street myself and like you say just bumping into people and saying hello and having chats and i think do you know the environment yeah i felt it as soon as i walked in this is the how and that's what's really important and it's difficult and it's tricky um but but that's that's what works and i think if you are listening to this Try and find those places like George Street so- Social that, that do the how, because um, it's really, really important. And I, just with that in mind as well, I mean, this might be a little bit controversial. I don't know. But um, I, I've, I've definitely been sitting in meetings over the last few years where people have been talking about the Dame Carol Brack Review and what needs to change in the system itself when we're trying to help people. And like you say, it's much wider than substances. Um but then, you know, I'm seeing more and more narrative emerging around like the the College of Lived Experience Recovery Organizations, the CLIRO stuff, and how we need to maybe do more within our communities. I'm not sure, kind of where your where your thinking is with that. I mean, do because I spoke to people sometimes where they they don't want to be connected too much to all these big conversations about funding, and they don't want to get into all that narrative around the dynamics and stuff. But nevertheless. I think there there needs to be more kind of localized investment, whatever that looks like or however that works. Uh, do, do you think that's that's we should be aiming towards that now, moving forward with what we've learned over the years? That places like George Street Social shouldn't be about whether or not we've got a really great bunch of people with the great energy that make it happen. This should be a given. We should have these spaces really, not not mandatory, but it's like th- this should be a given because the value of places like George Street is phenomenal. Do you, do you think that? Do you think that? Am I am I passing my soapbox moment over to you today? Is that am
2: I am I very subtly saying, "Come on, guys, join in with me here." I I, th- I think Andy, no, I agree one hundred percent with you. It would lovely be lovely to think that every city or every town in in the country could have a George Street social, and and maybe one day, maybe one day that might happen. You know, part of part of my my job here, part of my responsibility, is to. Uh, is to sort of take George Street out on the road. Because to some degree, you know, George Street Social, it, it's been here now since 2016. But apart from the recovery community that uses us and so the local facilities like the college and businesses, we're quite a good well-kept secret. And, and and that's no good. You know, I mean, if we're here to help people, if we're here to provide this safe place and this this uh this area, this space where people can just get together and learn how to interconnect again with people from all backgrounds. It's no good just us having a sign up outside, saying George Street Social, because the only place you'll see that is if you're walking down our streets. I need to take this on the road, I need to take it to other organizations, complementary organizations, but I also need to be taking it to schools and colleges and workplaces, you know, because you know, the, you know, you know, we, we all know addiction sometimes it's hidden away so deep that people don't even know they're addicted they don't know that they have an issue so you know sometimes by finding this place first it could help them with other things you know i'm amazed at the people that come into this building thinking they have one issue and then when they've been around a little while they realize the issue is something totally different mm-hmm. so i think this this environment that we try and, and nurture here i i think it's i think it's very important and like i say it would be lovely to think we could have one in in, in all cities and towns across the country.
0: But I I do think it's slowly changes, well, change takes time, doesn't it? I do think it's slowly changing and everyone's starting to realise that actually addiction doesn't just affect the addict. It affects everybody around them. So if you've got the highest rates of drug and alcohol problem in, you know, one of the highest in the country, um, that means you've got a lot of, you know, people that are, not just the addict. And I think that's, that's getting through, you know, family members, friends, Mm -hmm. you know, next generations who are not a little at the moment, they'll grow up having lived around addiction and that's their normal. Mm -hmm. And that's where we need to go. You know, that's where, what we need to be doing is supporting these children, families, parents, every, everybody, but, Doing it in a way that's inclusive to everybody, so that you, you're not putting blame on anybody. And um, but I do think that it is slowly changing.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, I agree. And to- yeah, totally. And listening to you both there, I got a real sense of the uh, like, like who's impacted by this, those degrees of separation, as well as I think as you were talking there, Jimmy, as well. What really stood out to me was was that that idea of like anyone can walk in the prevention angle as well. Please don't wait until everything's gone absolutely wrong in your life. and then go hang on a minute, or wait until you hit a a marker in the system like a GP or a hospital or even a treatment service, is like the more we can do around prevention. And I think that that's that saves so much pain and angst and and, 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 and you know um, and an impact within communities. But then utilizing that 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 know-how and knowledge that you've got with the people that do access that to be able to share that information and say this, know we don't have to wait until this point we can be doing more of that and that you know that whole all links in with the family support as well the community support like who's impacted by this and we did we managed to record a fantastic podcast with ad fam as well where they were talking a bit about this and it's it is so much isn't it it's about us all and how we heal together as well so having that space and do you see that with george street social as well as as your work as well that you do that it is because I think there's a potential there. And I, and I love, and again, I think, I just love the way that you both speak about this, because that frame of reference is, let's change a culture here. Let's do the intergenerational stuff and change a, a culture and our relationship to us so we can talk about this, so that it's easier to talk about. A bit like the mental health campaign's Time to Talk. You know, we need to catch this earlier. I mean, do you, do you kind of see that at George Street Social as having that, that, that
2: doing it now, the potential to do more? So Andy, I think because because you know a lot of other services in Newcastle are, are really fully stretched, uh, our phone number gets passed on to a lot of people uh, where we get you know members of the community ringing us up, and what I have noticed that you know over the last over the last few months, it's been more really the friends and the family of the addicts that that's been calling up for that help and at the moment and i'm just going to say this out loud at the moment we don't offer enough for them so you know my my passion at the moment really is to try and how find out how we can get services involved or who we can signpost people to because you know, it, it, it's bad enough for the addict or the alcoholic, I suppose, but sometimes they're oblivious to what's going on. It's it's the people around them. You know, when, when, I, when I came into recovery I a little while ago, you know, we talk about rock bottoms in recovery. I didn't have any rock bottoms because I was oblivious to everything that was going around me. But certainly my family, my friends, my neighbours, the people who used to work for me, they were the ones that had the rock bottoms, you know, and there's nothing out there to help them or to help them help me so I I think you know I I mean to be honest Andy this is it's a very very exciting time at the Road to Recovery Trust you know I I think we're going ahead in this direction where well I don't even know where it's going to take us but I think it's going to be a fantastic journey.
1: Yeah absolutely yeah and I've heard some really encouraging conversations I know um, I suppose from a system um, perspective um, listening to some of the impact that things like the Dame Carol Black report have had and that local authorities are now um, seeing more funds to invest locally. I, I am hearing those conversations about young people, about families, and that more holistic approach. Yeah. Rather than just like, let's get this money into there and see if we can alleviate the pressure, or let's get that actually let's think, let's think smarter. And and how do we really have that wider impact? So it is really encouraging times. Um and uh, yeah, just uh, absolutely phenomenal work that you're both doing. I, I suppose the last bit for the podcast is the more personable bit, really. It's the more, you know, Um, I don't know, I, I'm really hoping that everyone else kind of listening into this is enjoying it as much as I am, because I I, you know, I I keep clocking the time when I'm looking at you thinking, I, I could go on, I, we, we could, I could really go for it here, but um then I'll get the editors on my case. So um I, I always like to kind of just connect, you know, with, with people towards the end as well and talk to you about a bit about yourselves as well, because I, I think, you know, I, I've been at George Street Social and, and, and meeting you both and, and listening to you both today. Really, really passionate people who obviously care and give a real damn about what you do in an impactful way. Um, and it's just that that I suppose it's that wisdom from the journey stuff, really, isn't it? It's like, I, 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 have you got anything? Have you learned anything along the way? And, you know, how do you take care of yourself? You know, I, I, it's really important, isn't it, that we practice what we preach as well. Um, and I, I, I I'm guilty of it, too. You know, I, I want to do more. I want to help more. And sometimes I forget about me as well. So you have to keep kind of reminding. I, I just wonder if you've got any 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 wisdom from your journeys so far that you want to share with people listening. And, and how do you take care of yourself? Um, so a personal question. Not sure who's going to
2: or not even sure if you want to answer that, I suppose, <laughs> is the first question. Well, well, Andy. I mean, I mean, f- f- for me, uh, recovery is the most important thing in my life. I'd like to say Alcoholics Anonymous is the most important thing in my life, and I suppose it is. But that's where I get my re- my recovery from, you know. So, uh, you know, everything I'm able to do now, everything that I have, uh, is down to Alcoholics Anonymous and the fact that I that I came into recovery. So you know i hear people who do all this meditation they go out the hug trees to do all this and that's fantastic you know i mean i'm not saying i'm a lazy alcoholic but you know what what i do is i have i have a little system every morning i wake up normally about six o'clock i have five or ten minutes just lying in bed by myself just having a bit of me time uh, my first thought always is or my first statement i make to myself is jimmy you're an alky now now now, Andy, the first time somebody used the word alky in an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting about 13 years ago, I was disgusted. How can you call me an alky? But now that's who I am. You know, so I, I don't have any shame in that, you know. So my first thought is, you know, Jimmy, you're an alky, or an alcoholic. What are you going to do about it? And thank God, since I've come into recovery, I've chosen to be a sober alcoholic. You know, I, I, I could have chose the other way. I haven't. And then what I do is I get up, I get on with my day. I try not to plan things. You know, sometimes in business or in work, you've got to plan things. But God has a funny way of coming along and just saying, ah, well, if you plan this, Mr. Dixon, we're going to plan something else for you. So I, I, I come in. I come into work not knowing what's going to happen. Uh, as you know, I have a I have a very open door policy. I sit right at the front door, George Street, in my office. Uh, and, and, and what I do is I just deal with things as they come along. And, you know, people think. Yes, people think that because I have this title of operations manager, that I'm something special and whatever, you know, and Andy, I'm not, you know, I'm a bottom end drunk who doesn't need to take a drink today. And I've been given like custodianship over this building for a a period of time. And you know, I have some wonderful times when I go out and I meet CEOs of other organisations. Then the next minute, I'm getting the plunger out and I'm putting my hand down the toilet to unblock it. You know, so uh, to me, working here, it's it's a great leveler. It's 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 fantastic to keep my ego in check, and it's also fantastic for my humility. You know, so I still get to as many AA meetings as I possibly can. That that's very important to me. Again. People think because I work here I work in recovery, I don't really. I work in a recovery environment, you know, so I keep my recovery separate and I do that elsewhere. And I suppose, you know, over the years that I've been around, the the little bit of experience that I have built up, I'm able to pass that on as and when it's appropriate and when people are ready to hear it. So it, it's uh, I, I'm blessed to have this job, Andy. You know, it's not a job. <laughs> it's it's not a job. You know, it, it's really good. So that that's where that's where I'm at. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Jimmy.
2: Yeah. And I, yeah, really, and I, I kind
1: of heard so much in there about, you know, having that structure, but having that connection, finding out what it is for you as well. You know, like I we was saying earlier about it's individual this journey, it's really individual. Find out what works for you. Um and 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 be prepared to kind of maintain that and I think so so important so important Angela I don't know if you've got anything to
0: well I think um, you know I've got my program which keeps keeps me well um, and I share stuff I don't keep things inside I, you know I, I've got trusted people that I share with so what one thing is find your people and because when you find your people that's when you know that's when life is better but also one thing that I really learned was that um I don't know about other people but I treated myself so badly and um what one the best advice I ever got was treat yourself how you would treat your friend or a loved one um or you know even self-care sort of if it's if you're only cooking for yourself you, you don't really bother that much but treat it treat yourself like you're visiting your own house like that m- might sound crazy but you know you pull all the stops out for everybody else yeah for yourself you-, you don't and um because we matter
1: mm. uh, yeah absolutely yeah and I, and it's really interesting that isn't it it's like the, the the years of maybe not taking care of ourselves and how we have to turn the tide on that but how uncomfortable that can feel almost like going against the grain of life at times and that idea of, of like you said i I love the, the, and it really is, it's like, it's sometimes hearing you say it is like, that's so obvious, yet so difficult. You know, when you were talking about sharing, I think, yeah, because of the shame and because of the stigma and because of everything else that's happening. And even I would say for, for myself, it's, it's almost like a loss of language. At one point, I don't think I could have told people what was happening for me. Mm-hmm. You know, really, it was all over the place, whether, whether, you know, dissociated or desensitized or just didn't have the language you know, to, to say what was happening for me. So that idea of turning that tide as well and starting to speak from that known place, no matter how much sense or nonsense or whatever, it's like, start talking and start speaking about who you are and what's happening for you. is so, so important. Yeah, um, and phenomenal. And for anyone listening, I mean, some, some cracking stuff there from 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 Jimmy and Angela. Um, be- before we finish, is there anything that you want to share about the Road to Recovery Trust or... or or anything at all you kind of want to put out there uh, for anyone listening.
2: Yeah, please come and visit us. You know, just if you're out there, if you have any doubts, you know, whether whether you're an addict, whether you have an issue or not, just come and visit us, see what it's about. It's a lovely place. It's a lovely place to be around. We're just getting some uh, work done on the cafe at the moment. And then we'll have some real plans for making it more colourful than what it used to be, you know. So, uh, you know, if you're in the if you're in the George Street area, please pop in. Uh, Like I say, my door's always open, you know, and we'll just have a cup of tea and we'll chew the fat. And uh, Angela's upstairs. We'll pop up and say, Angela, see what's going on up there.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I, I would add to that as well, just from personal experience. I mean, I, for anyone listening, um, definitely in the area, you know, pop in and have a brew, meet the team. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Great environment. Um, but but also, if, if you're traveling around, it's a stone's throw from the station. You know, just pop in, grab some lunch. It's amazing space. And and, I, and this is this is one for me, but the team absolutely love it when I book the rooms to have the team <laughs> meeting there. It's, it's brownie points for me. So it's uh, an amazing venue, amazing venue that you can kind of uh, book the rooms at. So uh, because of that, I think everything we've talked about today, because of the environment that it is, you know, it absolutely does beat hands down us going into a, a, a business room and sitting down and, uh, you know, and, and there is a difference of relaxedness, uh, you know, about people when they're in there. And I think, you know, that that's just an amazing space to be in when I'm in there with the team as well. So um, phenomenal. And, and and of course, the, the food and the coffee is good. You know, let's not forget the obvious stuff. here That, that plays a big part in all of this. Um, that's all that's left for me to do really is, is thank Jimmy and Angela for, for joining me today. Um, we might be hearing more from them both as well, because hopefully we're going to plan some stuff in for the recovery walk this year that is in Newcastle. Um, which will be phenomenal so hopefully later on in the year we'll be hearing more from them um, and just to say we've mentioned it today um www.roadtorecoverytrust.org.uk all the information's on there the contact details you can get in touch with Jimmy and Angela and the team they're on the socials as well uh, so facebook and twitter you know um it's out there but please do pop along um amazing great to speak with with, with you both today thank you thanks
0: thank thanks Andy. thank you thanks, Recovery Talks is a podcast from Changing Lives, hosted by Ian Donnelly, Summer Stringer and Andy Ryan, and produced and occasionally presented by me, Bridget Hamilton. This is season three, and you can find more than 20 previous episodes over on Anchor FM, Spotify or iTunes. To find out more about any of the topics discussed or about the services Changing Lives offers, visit changing Lives dot org dot